You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What should we be looking for or looking out for, or even designing, if you are an NFT project founder, into our projects so that we can not only sustain, be sustainable, but survive the bear market and continue to thrive as we push forward. We're going to talk a little bit about that and more on this episode. But before we get into that, we give a shout out to our sponsor, the Crypto Business Conference. Crypto Business Conference is for those that are looking up to level up in all things Web3, NFTs, crypto, creator coins, metaverse blockchain and all of that and more. We'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of today's episode. You know, as we're getting closer to this journey of of Mint 365, where we are buying an NFT every single day for a year, one of the things that has been not only interesting in the sense of how this whole journey goes, but I love the Wayback Machine. And one of the Wayback Machine success stories would not have been a success story at the uh, six months ago or five months ago if I would have told you to uh, you know go back and check it out. And that project actually we minted on. And before I tell you the name, I'm just going to give you a little context. We minted it on December 19th, and way back then we minted the project. And I will tell you, the original project um, before they kind of spun off their second you know collection, the original project had a lot of hype. But it also had a lot of kind of like mystery around it as it was very um, meme worthy. And I know a lot of people kind of questioned, you know, what people, you know, what were people seeing as the value or the utility or why they were doing certain things. And then, of course, there was some drama and there was some a, a change in ownership, a change in direction of this project. But for me, when we were looking at it, I, I loved the idea that they were expanding their collection. They were keeping it aligned with the original collection. And honestly, there wasn't a lot of projects that were doing this way back in December. So that project is actually the project that is right now trending number one on Icy Tools, and that is the Pudgy Penguins. Now, we did not mint a Pudgy Penguin because the Pudgy Penguins came out around this time last year. So a little over a year ago, the Pudgy Penguins launched. But we did mint back on December 19th a Little Penguin or Little Penguin, L-I-L, and they it's the Little Pudgies. And we minted that way back then. And I will tell you, you know, over the first four months that we held that uh, project, the, the mint price uh, was about the same as the floor price. Maybe just the floor price was even a little bit lower, which was 0. 0.03. But as I'm recording this now, the, the mint price or the floor price at the moment is anywhere between 0.25 and 0.3. That would be about 10x of what we minted it for way back in December. Now, truth is, if it wasn't for the project that we are hold, we're buying an NFT every day and holding them until November, we probably put, wouldn't have it in our bag. And, and actually, if I'm being honest, 
you know, I minted three of these originally on the day that they came out, two in my personal bag, one in the collection. And I sold both of the ones that were in my personal bag uh, over the last couple months. And I don't believe I sold them for much more than 0.02, maybe uh, it was at 0.02. But the reason I wanted to share that and kind of connects into this episode is, you know, there are NFTs in your collection right now that maybe you've been holding for many months or many weeks, or maybe you just bought a new NFT and you're wondering, you know, is this thing going to be worth holding for months or years down the road? And the first thing I just want to say is nobody knows the answer to that question. Like there is not like a, a definite of like, if you hold this, it'll be worth this later on, or it'll be worth holding it. I mean, one could argue uh, against holding a board API club from now until a year, or one could argue that, that there, are, there might not be any of the you know, projects that are, are going to, you know, just, you know, kind of survive the whole, you know, this whole journey. But I think what's most important is to just recognize that in some cases, holding it and just waiting it all out might be the best ROI. Now, I know you're thinking, wait a second, Brian, aren't you the one that preaches the power of liquidity and the value that many of us see that sometimes selling for a loss in the short term will be the biggest thing that you can gain in the long term? Well, yes, I I still stand by that advice. But in other cases, like the idea of selling, you know, if you're buying this NFT for 0.03, let's say $50 US, and you're holding it for a couple months and you could sell it for $20 US. What you have to, what I have to look on that is, okay, if selling it now for $20 and getting that liquidity, how much of an impact is that going to make for me in my liquidity game of stacking ETH versus what is the potential or possibility this project will come back and thrive and, and be, you know, kind of on the rebound? Now, you might be saying, well, Brian, there's projects in my wallet that are complete rug pulls. They're ones that, you know, that I'm just, you know, embarrassed that are in my wallet. And I wish um, I didn't mint them because they became a rug pull and uh, they're dead on, you know, dead, dead in return. Well, I have an example for you, those that are listening to this, that there's a project that we minted in our NFT bag, in our Mint 365 bag, that has been really the one that I have referred to as the one that upsets me. And maybe the most embarrassed one that I've had in our collection uh, for since since right after we minted it, because you know I was drastically disappointed in the fact that the NBA star behind this collection just out of nowhere just decided, hey, this NFT space is too much work, and I'm not going to play in this game. Now that project, uh, of course, was the Fox, the Foxes, and what's interesting on that is it seemed like a rug pull. Within the first month, the I remember like you know being on the on the Twitter space where they were like you know what like we butt off more than we chew we didn't know how much work was going to go into this project we didn't know what was going to be required for us so we're not going to be able to spend the time you know kind of doing the project the way that we wanted to or the way we thought we should be doing it. Now the funny part about that or the interesting thing about that is the other day I was scrolling through our, our giant lists of mints. And I was like, oh, the Twitter account for this project is actually still active. I'm going to check them out and see what they're, I can't believe it's still active. Well, lo and behold, I go and check out this project. And not only are they now active, but they're actually even sharing out with everyone what they're going to do and how they're going to uh, move forward. And so the reason that this is such an important component of this is that if there are still holders in a community and there's still utility to be delivered, it is possible for projects to be, let's just say, be risen from death, right? Or they can come back to life. 
But there are also projects that, let's face it, when they go down a, a certain path so far that they probably they probably are dead on arrival, right? They probably don't have the ability to come back. And so what I wanted to kind of share was a couple of things that I had on my mind in regards to thinking about how do I look at my bag and say, what is the, what are the ones, and, and I say this kind of tongue in cheek, what are the ones that I want to keep in my, in my open sea? And what are the ones I want to hit hide, right? What are the ones that I'm like, you know what? They're not worth anything to sell, but I probably need to stop looking at them for my, you know, my own mental health. Well, of course, one of them is, you know, how active are the founders as well as, you know, what is the current communication between the founding team uh, and those that are owners or holders? Now, just to make sure that we are keeping a little bit of uh, managing expectations on the call, there are a lot of projects right now where there is not much, if any, activity in their Discord happening on a regular basis. So please don't take it at a surface level. What you would, what I would recommend you doing is just check across their social, check on their website. When was their last tweet? When was the last time they, they shared an update? And of course, if it's been months and there's been no activity, well, now that's a massive red flag. But maybe if it's been a couple of weeks and they, they're kind of giving people situational awareness, that doesn't have to be a red flag. Although I would argue, you know, for every NFT project, they should be posting a couple times a week, even if it's just giving, you know, updates and status, uh, you know, of, of how things are going. Now, one of the things that you're going to want to look for when you're looking at a project, you know, in, in your bag is what are the things that they're focused on in the short term and the things that they kind of agreed or sold you on in the long term, what is the possibility or likelihood that they will still be able to execute on them? Now, a lot of projects, you know, I, I think we, we give a lot of founders a hard time because there are some things in projects that we believed that the project was going to execute on or deliver. But the truth is we didn't know and neither did the founders how much time, money and resources would be required to you know, launch whatever this utility may be, and so I'm one that's okay. I, I I'm very much. I think we all have to be okay with the utility that was originally agreed to be part of the project on Mint Day. If that utility, you know, kind of uh, is adapting as they go and they're shifting some of them, you know, that's kind of just the space we're in. But the bigger part of this is: are they delivering anything that they agreed to when they launched? If the answer is zero. I'm going to struggle to find uh, confidence that they will deliver anything moving forward from here, especially for most of these projects. They've had no zero secondary volume. I, I opened a project yesterday, a project that I actually love uh, and, and the art I actually love. I actually wear it as my PFP very frequently. And I clicked on the project. I'm like, oh, the floor price is still 0.07. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And I clicked on activity. And do you want to know what the last activity was on that collection? Four months ago. So yes, the floor price might be 0.07, but there is nobody willing to buy it for any 07s. Like there is no one, there is no volume, there is no traffic. Now, it could be the case that like everyone wants to hold on to their NFT and nobody wants to buy or sell, but that means there's no demand, which really doesn't matter how much supply is available if no one is demanding to enter the project. So with that being said, that is actually another thing that I would recommend everyone to kind of take a look on is how, how are projects and NFT owners currently sharing and amplifying the project outside of the current holder ecosystem? 
What I mean by that is it's great if all of the owners are hanging out powwowing in a you know Discord audio space talking about how amazing the project is and how much they love everything inside. But if they're not sharing that publicly or there's no way for people to really quantify or understand what's going on for the holders, that's something that concerns me because let's face it, if if we're only re- you know worrying or only focusing on the active owners in the moment and their liquidity, we are really limiting the possibilities of the future of that project. Now, a couple other things I just want to throw out there. One of the words I just used was ecosystem, right? I used the word ecosystem. And, uh, and the reason I think this is important is that, you know, the days of doing NFT projects, NFT utility, NFT education, NFT content creation by yourself in a silo as an NFT project, they need to be over. Let me say that again. The days of creating your own content or your own utility or managing all of the thing, education, all on your own, it not only is it not sustainable, but it's kind of ridiculous because there are lots of things that we can co-create, we can collaborate, or we can even swap utility on, right? Like I look at projects right now that are saying, you know what, we need to be better at educating our community. But rather than us creating our own education platform, what if we could collaborate with another project or another you know, media group and we could you know, tap into that existing education for our owners? And then, of course, we can share in that value. Maybe we can give them something. Maybe we can pay for that access. And so projects that are willing to create this ecosystem, and remember, the ecosystem should go further than just shared whitelists. Uh, I know that became like a trendy thing here in the NFT space, but like this partnership, collaboration, co-creation can really be the, 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 like the thread that, that you can weave through this bear market that could get us to the end, right? Rather, rather than us all having to spend all of our liquidity and all of the, you know, the project founders, uh, you know, community bag on creating everything from scratch, what if projects were able to kind of co-create and co, uh, kind of, you know, el- you know, kind of grow uh, together in this whole game? The other part of this is if you see things like DAOs or social councils or advisory groups or inner circles, whatever is referred to, one of the things you're going to want to look at is who are the people that are in those, you know, in those roles, right? A lot of projects will vote owners or holders into these different roles. And then what I would recommend you to do is go research, how are they looking at the space? How are they talking about where we are currently at? Because if you, a lot of projects, you don't have a lot of access to the founders, but here's, here's some alpha. Here's, actually, it's not even alpha. Here's like a little ninja trick for you, for those that are listening to this. One of the things I learned long ago was that it, you don't have to actually contact or get in direct uh, engagement with the person that you want to like know about. One of the, the shortcuts, and this is the hack, is I like to go build friendships and relationships with the people that influence the people that I want to get to know or I care about. For example, many people want to get on Gary Vaynerchuk's radar. Well, getting on Gary's radar, other than maybe a retweet and a like, is damn near impossible. But if you knew who Gary was, his circle of people that he was surrounding himself with, or some of the people that are on his executive team, or some of the people that are in his inner circle, and you were able to build relationships and connections with them, your ability to have an idea of where Gary is going or what Gary is working on 
drastically increases. And it's a tactic I've used for a long time, especially in the influencer game, where if I want to get on a brand's radar and I know every influencer is contacting the head of partnerships, you know what I do? I make friends with the social media manager. I amplify them. I celebrate them. I'm excited about what they're doing in the social media space. And then as we look at that, as we move forward, as we kind of grow, guess what? That person starts to talk about me internally. And you want to talk about standing out from the noise and growing? Game changer. The last thing I'll share for this uh, episode, as far as things that you're going to look at and things you want to check around, check out, is that we have to we have to look at projects and understand what is their commitment or understanding that the way we currently communicate is actually not enough. And so, funny enough, I will I'll say the last thing that I'm tracking for projects where I'm trying to decide if they are worthy of you know me holding on to them or not is how many of them are looking at Web two solutions, Web two marketing, Web two comms. And willing to start implementing those type of systems. So things, things like an email newsletter, things like a SMS marketing, things like website updates with a blog or news, even recurring and scheduled Twitter spaces, or maybe even sponsored podcasts. All of those things are signs that they understand that you know just communicating with the existing Web3 audience is not enough, and they're willing to start the groundwork for making all those things happen. Remember, my friends, this is a, a long-term play, right? We're, we preach, do your own damn research. Well, you're doing your own damn research in most and in many cases because you want to you wanna, you know, decide how trustworthy the founders are and how much that value, that, that utility will provide you in the long run. I do believe there are projects in my bag right now that I've probably not checked the floor price in four months, and I probably have no plans on checking the floor price in the next four months because they've already started to deliver me value, and I know what they're working on is going to take time, and I'm going to have that weird thing that most of us are missing in this NFT space, and I'm not going to say that I have it all the time, but I'm going to embrace some patience. And a great example of that is I would have been missed, I missed out on a 10x return on the pudgy penguins, the little pudgies, because I sold a couple months after I was into it for $30 when I could have sold it today for 0.25, almost 10x what I bought it from. Now, that might be the exception of the rule. I don't know if the project might be just pumping right now for, for other reasons, and it might not be worth much come November when we sell the collection. But it is a great example and lesson that if you, you, know, if you did your research and you believe still that the project's going to deliver on what you originally got into it for, I say lock into that HODL mindset, you know, and if you have to hide the NFT just so that you don't get like nervous or you get you know anxious around the fact that the floor is not moving, hey, do, you know, not only do your own damn research, do whatever is best for you. But I think for a lot of us, we can embrace a little bit of patience, a little bit of, of believing in ourselves and believing in the research that we've done. And ultimately, not all projects are going to come back from this this you know kind of downturn in the market. A lot of projects that are still thriving right now will will have a good chance of dying off. But at the same time, I believe there are projects that many of us maybe wrote off or many of us forgot we even owned that have the potential to really still deliver value and be that sustainable hold and even maybe a future blue chip. 
Big shout out to our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference. You can check them out at socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. That event is happening in beautiful San Diego, October 9th to the 11th. Excited to meet up with many of you there. We will be there. Uh, I'll be you know speaking on, on day two. We will be there hopefully just hanging out, you know, getting to know many of you listeners. Uh, so if you're looking to you know level up on your education, uh, get some FaceTime, get to hang out with uh, many of us, including... Some of our past guests of the podcast will also be on stage and be there at attendance. Definitely check out Crypto Business Conference. And I will leave you with this uh, as we kind of uh, part our ways for this episode. Be very careful who you let influence your decision to sell an NFT. Now, we, hear, we think of this a lot when we're buying an NFT, right? We're like, okay, I need to do my own research. I, don't, I can't let an influencer pump it. I have to make sure that this isn't about FOMO. We, we do a lot of that. We, we do, I, I believe we're starting to get, you know, as a whole, as a, as a community, we're getting better at kind of seeing through things and making sure we do our own damn research before we buy a project. But I'm going to challenge everyone that's listening to this. We need to also do our own damn research before we sell a project. Just because someone that has a big name or a verified account on Twitter or someone that you previously listened to, just because they are exiting a project or they no longer believe or they're making decisions on their own bag, we cannot allow that to blindly influence our own decisions. Because I will say personally, I look at that and there are some decisions that I've made where I look back and say, what the hell was I thinking? Everything about the project was still on par, but just because someone that was very loud or someone that was you know, in my Twitter feed was no longer happy with the project and they talked about why they exited, that's why I exited. I think it's important for us to do our own damn research on the front end and the back end and all the ends in between. As always, my friends, make it a great day. Until tomorrow. Cheers. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, the show is over.